how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let us stand for our call to worship and we will read it in unison. 
The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, even lift them up, ye everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory. Deacon and Shirley Owens will lead us in our congregational hymn, Revive Us Again. scripture and Dickens Lucille Green will lead us in prayer. Good evening. Our scripture this evening is Matthew 28th chapter verses 16 through 20 King James Bible. Then the eleven disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain where Jesus had appointed them and when they saw him they worshiped him but some doubted. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. The word of God for the people of God. Praise be to God.
Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. In all the earth there is none like thee, none like thee. Oh, Lord, our God, how excellent is thy name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come, Lord, with humble hearts, hearts full of thanksgiving, Lord, for just another opportunity to come together one more time in your name. And, Lord, as we come this evening, Lord, we just want to say, Lord, let your spirit dwell among us, Lord, because we know that wherever the spirit is, God, you are there. We thank you, Lord, for revival. We thank you, Lord, for the renewing of our spirits because that is what revival is all about, a time for us to become renewed, get re reborn so that we can go forth and continue to tell men and women everywhere that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. God, we thank you now. We thank you for Kate Chapel, Lord. We thank you, God, for our pastor. We thank you, Lord, for our deacons. And we, we just thank you for our entire church family. And God, we pray your blessings upon us. And Lord, whatever is done here this week, Lord, we pray that it be done that you might get the glory. We thank you for the God-man that talked to us about a way on last evening. We pray for him as he come before us this evening. And Lord, we pray that our hearts will be open, that we will be able to receive your word. Give us grace, Lord, as we go forward in your name. Because we know, God, without you, there's nothing that we can do. But with you, Lord, all things are possible. Keep us now ever in your care. Lord, we just love you. We can't love you. We can't say it enough, Lord. We love you. We thank you because of you being so good, Lord. Not because we've been so good, but because you have been so good, Lord. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord, for those that are here. God, we're so glad to see Brother Watson back this evening. God, we thank you for you raising him up, bringing him back, looking good like he'd never been sick. And, Lord, we just thank you because it is a testament of what you can do, Lord. Lord, we just bless your name right now. We thank you for our mothers, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for their, their steadfastness, Father. They've been here every night. And we just want to thank you for it, Lord, because we realize that they could have easily said they didn't want to come, but they've been here. And we just thank you, Lord. Now, God, as we come to the end of this prayer this evening we pray God that you just wrap your arms around our pastor God give him strength to continue to lead us the way that he's leading us and we will forever God give your name honor we'll give your name glory and we'll give your name praises for it's in the precious and mighty name of Jesus we do pray and we ask it all amen thank you for joining in our devotion we will now be blessed with song from our combined choirs of K Chapel.
Come on, somebody bless the name of the Lord in this house. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Somebody got to thank you in your heart tonight. Somebody got to God bless you in your spirit. Is anybody happen to be in the house of the Lord one more time? My God, my God, my God. Listen, listen, listen. Listen, we've been, we've been doing good all week. Amen. We've been, we've, been, we've been moving it right along all week. Amen. But it's the last night, y'all. Amen. It's the last night, and, and we might need to stretch it out just a little bit tonight. Amen. Can we stretch it out just a little bit tonight? Amen. Let's just stretch out a little bit more praise tonight. Is that all right? Can we do a little bit of old give thanks? Unto the Lord, for he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Yes, he is good. Come on and let's sing that together. Oh, oh, give thanks. Yeah, yeah. Let's bless his name tonight, y'all. Anybody got a praise in your heart, a praise in your spirit? Come on, let's bless the Lord tonight. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. Come on, let's oh, sing. Give thanks. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. He is good. Yes, he's good. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. Yes, he is good. Say that again. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. Yes, he is good. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For he is good. He is He is good. 
good. Come on and bless him like he's a good God. Amen. Hallelujah. Bless his name tonight. Bless his name. Amen. Amen. I feel a little bit better. I know the Lord is good. I say, I know the Lord is good. My God, my God, my God. I'm looking at you and you ought to know that the Lord is good. You may not have everything you want. But is there anybody here who can testify you got everything you need? Y'all ain't talking to me in this house. Can anybody testify that God has blessed you with everything that you need? Ah. My God, my God, my God, my God. Bless his holy name. Well, it's Thursday night. The last night of this three-night revival. And oh, how blessed we have been by some dynamic preachers. Amen. Reverend Edgar Lewis on Tuesday night and Dr. Marcus Davidson both on last night and tonight going to bless our hearts. Were you blessed on last night? Amen, amen. What an awesome word, an awesome word. And we are praying that the Lord will deliver again just as he did before. I heard the songwriter say, if he did it before, he'll do it again. Amen, amen, amen. But before we get into the preach word, it is an opportunity for us to continue in our worship through our giving. The ushers are coming now. We want to invite you to give liberally as the Lord has so blessed you again. We have not uh, put a price or, or an amount or or, or, or an allotment uh, in, in terms of how much you should give. We just want you to give as God has so prospered you. Amen? Amen. We want to remind you that you can text to give for our live streamers. You are on, uh, looking online. You should see a number right now uh, that will allow you to give right now as well as you are live streaming. God bless you. Don't miss out on the opportunity to, to be a blessing to this ministry as well. God bless you. Ushers are coming now. This combined choir is coming back to us for some giving music. Amen.
usher. The ushers are coming. Won't you stand now? Oh, Heavenly Father, we thank you for the offerings that have been given. We're asking you to let them be used for the wise benefit of this community. We thank you for every giver. We thank you for the opportunities to be of service here in K Chapel. It is in the precious name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Well, it's just about preaching time. Amen. 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 I don't have much of an introduction because this man introduced himself to us on last night. Amen. There's really not a whole lot to say. Amen. Amen. What a wonderful spirit, a wonderful preacher. I, I told him, I told him and a few others, I said, if I wasn't saved, I'd be jealous. Because he stood up here last night and didn't have a note in front of him, just the Bible itself. I said, Lord have mercy. <laughs> And thank God I'm saved. <laughs> amen. Amen. But what a wonderful, wonderful man who has a wonderful spirit and a wonderful heart for the people of God. In our time together, I've gleaned much from him, and I'm thankful for the blossoming uh, relationship and friendship that we are enjoying. And the Lord has so seen fit to allow our paths to cross and to allow us to come together again, and I'm thankful. Uh, who knows what will come of it, but I'm thankful for right now. Amen. Amen. Certainly we will be praying for his father. Again, I told you that his father is running for state president of the uh, Baptist State Convention uh, in Alabama. Uh, and that election will be in the next couple of weeks. We will be praying for him, Dr. Green Davidson. Uh, and, and the McFarland ticket, I believe, is the, uh, the other uh, candidate for vice president. So we will be praying for for good success uh, in that venture. Amen? Amen. And so I'm thankful again for this pastor. Before I, uh, I give you his name, let me also thank all of these ministers. And, and God bless you. Thank you for being here all this week. Thank God for, I, I'm, I'm going to call y'all the elder sons of the house. Amen. Amen. Uh, Reverend Tucker and Reverend Farron, Reverend Southward, we thank God for all of you being here on tonight. Amen. Amen. And we're thankful again for our preacher for uh, this night and on last night. Won't you give him another great big K Chapel welcome, Reverend Dr. Marcus Davidson. God bless you and God keep you. And after the choir, we will hear a word from the Lord.
When I look over my life, Jesus, you are. Mm-hmm. When I almost gave up, can anybody say you can say Jesus you are to be praised. Come on, you ought to give God praise all over the building. If you know that he is the source of your strength, if you know that he is the strength of your life, this is no time to be cute. If you know that he is the source of your strength, if you know that he is the strength of your life, why don't you give him praise? I mean, you ought to give him praise like whatever you've been praying for is already done. Don't pray as if you don't know if it's going to break. Pray as if you already know that it's already done. I just believe we might ought to have worship since we are here tonight. We might as well give God the best of our praise. Amen. How good the Lord is. What an awesome God we serve. 
I don't know about you, but I just get excited being in the presence of the Lord. I get excited about being in his presence. To your most efficient and efficacious pastor, give God praise for, for Pastor Buckley. Amen. Amen. I, I do not I do not say that I do not say that lightly I do not say that uh, carelessly but you are blessed with a phenomenal leader you are blessed with a phenomenal leader he has a heart for the Lord he has a heart for the Lord's people he has a heart for the community uh, he he is he is a gifted uh, intellectually astute pastor teacher and I don't just say that to say that uh, I meet a lot of um, good preachers and I meet a lot of um, good pastors uh, but you have a great pastor teacher great preacher and uh, you are blessed Amen. you are blessed and to his lovely wife we thank God for her let's give God praise for sister Buckley She has a lot of uh, proclivities like my wife. But I thank God for her. She's a very sweet, sweet person. So I'm delighted to be in their presence. To all of the uh, preachers and pastors who are present here, uh, let's give the choir a hand for blessing us tonight. Amen. This band, phenomenal, phenomenal. I'll, I'll have to go back and tell uh, one, of my, one of my great members, um, Brother Matthew Bradford, that... Um, I've been well taken care of since I've been in Jackson, Mississippi, All because right. he said he's gonna make some phone calls like he was Obama. So <laughs> he said I'm gonna make a few phone calls to Jackson. So he made a few phone calls and it worked. So I'm grateful. <laughs> I'm grateful tonight um, to to the deacons and leaders of the church. We give God praise for for them and each of you. Uh, tonight, if you would uh, kindly go with me to the gospel according to Luke chapter five again and I want to engage verses 1 through 11 tonight uh, Luke chapter 5 verses 1 through 11 when you have it please respond by saying amen, amen. reading from the New American Standard translation of the biblical text it is a lengthy read but if you would um, please be attentive to the word of God as the word of God speaks to us it says, now it happened that while the crowd was pressing around him and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret, and he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake. But the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. And he got into one of the boats which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little way from the land. And he sat down and began teaching the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Simon answered and said, Master, we worked hard all night and caught nothing. But I will do as you say and let down the nets. When they had done this, they enclosed a great quantity of fish. 
and their nets began to break. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat for them to come and help them. And they came and filled both of the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw that he saw that he fell down at Jesus' feet saying, go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For amazement had seized him and all his companions because of the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not fear. From now on, you will be catching men. When they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. God bless you tonight. For a few moments, I would like to tag this text for the preaching moment, taking God at his word. Taking God at his word. I think that it is without question. We live in a day where uh, people have the propensity to want to share a word and give you direction for your life when they themselves are not willing to take their own advice. Everybody has a word for your life. I, want, I want, to, want to submit to you tonight, be careful of all of the people who want to come up to you and tell you that they have a word for your life. I'm, I'm, very, I'm, very, careful of, I'm very careful of people who, who always have a word for my life because I believe that you have to test that word and see if that word is of God because if you cannot substantiate that word from scripture, you might not ought to follow every word that someone has for your life. Uh, you know we live in an era of, of reality TV. Uh, you have shows like Basketball Wives, and none of the wives are married to basketball players. But they will lead the narrative of how wives ought to treat their spouses, yet they, they don't have one themselves. That's why I say we have to be careful of who we allow in, in our ear. You have to be careful of who you allow in your ear. And I think, contextually speaking, against the context, against the backdrop of discipleship, this particular passage gives us perspective of, of as disciples, if we are serious about uh, the life of discipleship, we are serious about the work of discipleship, if we are serious about uh, the very purpose in which God has us on planet earth, uh, that is to be disciples. Uh, again, if you look in Matthew 28 verses 18 through 20, it is, it is clearly given and commanded of God how we ought be living our lives and we ought be living our lives making disciples. So that is the case. Uh, I believe that we have to do that uh, under the auspices of the Holy Spirit and based upon what the scripture teaches us. It is in this particular passage, as you read through the first few verses, uh, more especially verses one through three, we see what Jesus is doing. Jesus is in this setting where he is, he is preaching uh, the word of God, the word, the Logos, uh, the word of God. Logos is a genitive noun to suggest 
that he is not preaching any word, but he is preaching the word of God. So this is a substantive word. If I can just say this parenthetically, you ought to always come into the house where you can hear a word that will be transformational for your life. Uh, many people want a word that makes them feel good, but, but I've discovered that moon pies are only good for so long. They will, they will curb your appetite for a while, but, but it doesn't help you when you need something that will sustain you for the days to come. So you, you need somebody to do more than just shout you on Sunday because it's, it's okay to shout on Sunday, but, but you need a word that will stick to your life that, that when Wednesday comes, you have to deal with some wicked workers on Wednesday. You need a word that you can hold on to that will give you strength for your life. And if you look in the context, Jesus is preaching this word. He is, he is on the seashore preaching this word. And as he is preaching this word, the crowd is pressing him. They are pressing him so much so that they are literally pushing him back towards uh, Lake Genesaret, so close to the water that he sees two boats, one of those boats that's owned by Simon, and he says to Simon, uh, let, me, let me use your boat. Well, uh, truthfully, Jesus didn't have to ask him to let him use the boat, since Jesus is the king of kings, lord of lords, uh, the king owns everything, so he really could have just said, give me my boat, but but Jesus understands that we see again the hypostatic union. He's all God. He's all man. So in his most human form, he recognizes that I need them to understand that uh, in my humanity, I want to request the boat uh, that is in the possession of Simon. Now, what's interesting about this is the boys have been fishing. They've been fishing. These are master fishermen. They have been fishing all night. They have now come in from fishing. They are on the seashore. Their boats are docked on the beach and they have taken their nets out of the boat. They are washing and mending their nets. The nets are relatively heavy so that means that it has taken much work to take the nets out of the boat and put the nets on the beach and to wash the nets and to mend the nets. But they are in proximity of Jesus. So being in proximity of Jesus, they are able to hear what Jesus is saying relative to his message. So they are enjoying the message of Jesus, yet they are washing their nets because these are master fishermen who have been fishing all night because they know where to fish and they know when to fish. And, and they know who they are because they, they are master fishermen. You have to hear what I'm saying. These are master fishermen who have been on the water fishing all night, yet they have caught nothing. They have now brought their boats in. They are on the seashore. They have taken their nets out of the boat. They are washing and mending their nets. Jesus makes a request that he wants to use one of those boats. So now they have to leave mending and washing the nets. Back the boat back in the water so that Jesus can use the boat as a pulpit. So Jesus preaches from the boat. If I can say this as a parenthetical note, all of us ought to be preaching the truth of Scripture, and you don't need a license of documentation to preach Scripture. You don't need a pulpit to preach Scripture. But anytime there's an opportunity to tell somebody about Jesus, you ought to tell somebody about Jesus. 
That's what we need to help people to understand. You don't need a you don't you don't need documentation for authentic uh, for to, to authenticate what God to, to authenticate what God is doing in your life. You just simply need a word from God based upon Scripture. And every one of us ought every day that we walk out, if we're going to make disciples, we ought to tell. But some people, the only time they want to preach is if they're behind the pulpit. So I've often asked people. I've had preachers say, "Well, Reverend need to give me a Sunday." I said, "No, Reverend doesn't need to give you a Sunday. You have every day to preach." the truth so if you're serious about preaching scripture you don't need a Sunday you just need a setting to wake up in the morning and tell somebody about Jesus so if we're going to take God at his word first of all we must be attentive to his word and once we are attentive to his word then we have to act up on his word once we are attentive once we act up on his word you will discover that God will awe you with his word but once God awes you with his word, his word will affect you. And then once you're affected by the word, then you have to accept the word. That's what happens in the text. If you go verse by verse, if it's in you, if you haven't torn it out of your Bible, it's in, it's right in the scripture. Because in verse number four, Jesus is preaching on the boat. But then Jesus says, he says, put out into the deep for a catch. Now, the problem with that statement is this. Jesus is a carpenter. And these are master fishermen. I don't care how you look at that. Jesus is a carpenter. Peter and the boys are master fishermen. They know when to fish. They know how to fish and they know where to fish. They have been out on the water all night and they caught nothing. And they're on the shore now. And Jesus, a carpenter, telling the boys how to fish. But watch this. They are, they are attentive to his words because his words put out into the deep for a catch. One thing about Jesus is anytime he gives you a plan, he has a promise attached to that plan. You will experience his presence and you will also experience his power. If you don't believe me, if you look in Mark chapter 4 verses 35 through 41. Jesus says this to the disciples, let us pass over to the other side. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 41, Jesus says, let us pass over to the other side. The plan is we're going to pass over. The promise is we're getting to the other side. The presence is the us. Now, he does not give them a meteorological report when he tells them that we're going to leave but they will experience his power. Now, what happens is they get on the boat and they start to go across the water. And because of how Lake Genesaret is set up, storms could immediately come down. And while they are on the boat, Jesus goes to sleep in the place where the captain sleeps. He's not sleeping any place. He's sleeping in the captain's quarters. 
Now, you've got to understand, if he's sleeping in the captain's quarters and the captain's quarters are reserved only for the captain, they should have been okay that Jesus is on the boat. Now, Jesus is on the boat, and he says, let us pass over to the other side. So it shouldn't have mattered what happened from one side to the next. It was guaranteed if he says, let us pass over to the other side, it was guaranteed we would get to the other side. Well, the storm showed up, and the disciples... They get nervous, just like us. Jesus has never failed us. But the moment a new storm shows up, we act as if Jesus has somehow forgotten how to be Jesus. The storm shows up. They run to Jesus. Master, do you care that we are about to perish? Jesus is asleep in the captain's quarters. Now, I would just say it like this. I would rather have a sleeping Jesus on board than no Jesus at all. Jesus is on the ship and when they run to him he wakes up humanly he's sleeping he's humanity he's sleep he wakes up and when he wakes up he speaks to the wind and the waves when he speaks to the wind and the waves the wind and the waves obey his voice but if you really know anything about Jesus once he gets up his presence merely calms the storm before he's asked to ever say anything because you do know he doesn't have to say a word he can just show up he can just get up and then before he speaks a word everything has to change so Jesus comes to the boat he says peace be still the wind and the waves obey him and he says oh ye of little faith but guess what happens if you read Mark chapter 5 that meets them out of the tombs and out of the mountains of Gadara, a man who's cutting himself with stones night and day. That's indicative that they got from one side of the boat, the ship, uh, the sea, to the other side, which simply says, if the Lord makes a promise to you in his plan, you can count in his presence. You will experience his power and he'll get you to the other side. So there's no need of you getting worried when the storms come because he is the master of the storm. Jesus gets them over so I want you to know that you have to be attentive to his word because if Jesus tells you something you can guarantee that it's going to happen now you can't trust everybody else like that but you can trust God like that they are attentive to his words. He says, put out into the deep. This is the carpenter telling the fishermen how to catch fish and then Peter says master we have toiled King James Version all night long Nevertheless, at your word, we'll do what you say do. That's acting on his word. So guess what they did? They launched out into the deep. Let me tell you, beloved, anytime God tells you to do something, I don't care how it looks strange to you. I don't care what other people may say to you. You are better trusting God's word than trusting someone else's word. And if you act on God's word, you will find out you will be the benefactor of the blessings of God's word. Well, well, let me tell you what happens. Once they launch out into the deep, the Bible says for a great catch. Now, what's ironic to me is they've been in the water all night. The fish have been in the water all night. They had, they had their nets in the water all night. They are master fishermen. They know how to fish. They know where to fish. They know when to fish. Well, let me show you how Jesus works because without Jesus, we are like a ship without a sail. I don't care how good or how astute you may be. Jesus has a way of showing us. I don't care how smart you are. You can't depend on your gifts and ability. You have to depend on my power. 
Well, if you, if you, if you don't believe me let, let me, let me take you to John 21. John 21, it is there that Jesus tells his disciples after his resurrection, he says, meet me in a mountain in Galilee. He says, meet me in a mountain in Galilee. John 21, what's happening is Peter tells the boys, I'm going to go fishing. Now, you're going to see the correlation between Luke 5 and John 21. It is in John 21 where Jesus tells, he sees them and finds the boys on the water because he has told them after his resurrection, he says, meet me in a mountain in Galilee. Meet me on a mountain in Galilee. In John 21, where are they? On the sea. That is not what Jesus told them to be. But let's give the boys some, some credit. Perhaps they were fatigued from waiting on Jesus. Perhaps they just they needed to do something. So Peter says, I'm going fishing. The other six fellows said, ah, we're going to go too. So they, they get on the boat. They're out in the water about 100 yards from the seashore. They're out there. They're fishing. And then Jesus shows up. I told you, anytime he has a plan, he's going to give you his promise and his presence. You'll experience his power. They're on the sea. And as they are on the sea, that Jesus shows up on the shore. Now, they don't, they don't recognize who he is because they're, 100, they're about 100 yards away. And as they're 100 yards away, Jesus yells at them. He says, have you caught anything? Now, Jesus, you know these boys haven't caught anything. You know they haven't caught anything. Jesus, he says, have you caught? They've been fishing all night. He says, have you caught anything? Uh, no. They don't recognize who he is. They know that there's a voice on the shore. And he says, cast your net on the right side of the boat. The left to the right. You say, cast your net on the right side of the boat. So you're telling me that fish are on the right side. They're not on the left side. Jesus says, cast your net on the right side of the boat. Now, Luke 5, I can handle Jesus telling them to launch out into the deep for a catch because he's on the boat with them. Jesus perhaps can see what they cannot see. But he's on the seashore. There's no way he can see what's in the water on the seashore, not from what I'm seeing. But, but since he's all God and since he's all man, he tells them just one side to the other, which says this. I don't care how good you are until you have God's guidance for your life, you will never have any productivity. They drop their net on the right side. And this is what I believe happens because I believe that when you act on God's word, he will awe you by his word. Let me tell you why he'll awe you. Because in Luke 5, it says they start to catch so many fish that the nets almost, that they began to break. They had to signal to their partners, hey man, we need some help because we have so many fish that we can't even haul them in. In John 21, they started to catch fish, but the nets did not break. Now, this is what I believe happened. I believe that, that since, since God... God is in control of everything. If he can get up from the boat and he sleep in Mark chapter 4 and he can speak to the wind and the waves and the wind and the waves obey him and I go back to Genesis he can speak to nothing and out of nothing become something. If he has the power over creation I just have a sneaky suspicion that the fish were in the water and said now we see the net in the water but we have not gotten clearance from glory to get in any, in, in a net. I, I believe the fish were saying hey man let's get in the net. Now, they 
said, no, God has not told us to get in, in, and niche. I don't care. These boys are out here fishing, but God has not given us clearance. I believe in Luke chapter 5, when, the, when they launched out into the deep, God says, get in the net. The fish said, listen, he said, get in the net. Let's get in the net. So many of them start rushing to the net that they, all, all, they almost broke the nets. And in John chapter 21, from left side to the right side, I believe the fish were saying, man, I see the net, but hey, God has not told us anything. Jesus on the seashore says, drop your nets on the right side. And I believe he says, fish get in the nets. The fish said, listen, we heard him obey. We heard him say it. If you don't believe God has power over creation, come in Ezekiel, Ezekiel in the valley of the dry bones. He's there. And he says, Ezekiel, speak to the winds. And when he spoke to the wind, the wind had to do what he said because the wind said, who told you to speak to us? Ezekiel said, God told me to tell you to breathe and when God speaks to creation creation has and why in the world we'll listen to everybody else but we won't listen to God if God can tell the fish what to do if God can tell the wind what to do if God can tell the waves what to do God ought to be able to tell us what to do and I have a sneaking suspicion whatever he tells me to do I'm going to do it so many fish the nets began to break but then what happens is his word will his word will affect your life. Because when Peter experienced this, the Bible says he, he fell at Jesus' feet. Let me tell you what happens because Peter started to recognize that, that this nobody but God could speak this way. And these type of results happen. But you've got to see what happens. Many of us, we want the blessings of God, but we don't want to obey God. Do you know that the fish started biting and got in the net after he obeyed the word of God? Many of us want God's stuff, but we don't want God. We want all the blessings of God, but we don't want to obey God. Well, the blessings are not going to come until you obey God. And if you obey God, he will give you more than enough. I like to call it saucer blessings. You ever had someone to give you a coffee cup when I was growing up and I would watch my daddy drink coffee and my dad would pour coffee in his cup and he had a saucer and then sometime the coffee would run over the cup and out of the saucer and he didn't want me drinking coffee and I would say, well, daddy, can I at least drink the part that's in the saucer? And I found out God knows how to bless your life with more than enough. He'll give you saucer blessings. He'll pour in your cup and sometimes people won't want to give you what's in the cup I say God I don't care if I don't get what's in the cup I'll take what's in the saucer God knows how to bless you not only with enough but he'll bless you with more than enough somebody said I don't believe that pastor you can see with one eye but he gave you two you, you, you can operate with one leg but he gave you two you can operate with one arm but he gave you two he has given us more than enough but watch this he gave us one mouth two ears we ought to listen more than we talk and I found out that I need to hear the Lord say some stuff to me. And when I hear God say some stuff to me, it changes my view of God. And Peter gets in the presence of God and he realizes he's in the presence of a holy God. And it brings him to a place of repentance and conviction that he understands that when you get in the presence of God, you will start to see who you really are. Now, I know you look good when you start comparing yourself to everybody else. You may know more scriptures. You may know how to quote more scriptures. 
You may sing better. You may come to more worship services. But when you get in the presence of God, you will see just how messed up you really are. If you don't believe me, ask Isaiah. It was in Isaiah 6. He says, in the year the king Isaiah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. His train filled the temple. He said, and then I saw that I am a man of unclean lips. But then Isaiah looked around and said, I ain't the only one in here messed up. It's a more messed up folk in here. But he said, the Lord touched my mouth. Is there anybody here tonight? You've been in awe of how God has touched your life and he affected you so much so that when you come into this holy place, I don't care what you've been through, it causes you to fall down at his feet. Let me tell you what the Lord will do. He will bring you to a place, a posture that will shift you when you come into his presence. I don't care how big or how bad you are. When you get in the presence of God, you'll start looking at yourself and you'll start saying, woe is me for I am undone. I am a person of unclean lips, but thanks be unto God he knows how to touch us but then then in the end of the text you have to accept his word Bible says Jesus looked at the boys in essence he says in the paraphrase I know you're a good fisherman and I know you've been able to catch fish I know you've been in the water time and time again. But the reason I showed you how to catch these type of fish because I have other fish that I want you to catch. Now you have to see the word connection in Luke chapter 5 and then in Acts. It is in Luke chapter 5 that they said they, they caught a great quantity of fish this is the same word that's found in mac and and acts as multitude now you have to understand that jesus he brought multitudes to him and what i like in john 21 is when they caught all of the fish the bible says that they started to drag the fish to jesus and I don't know when you accept Jesus' word, you have to learn how to drag the fish to Jesus. Is there anybody here tonight? Um, you didn't just get here on your own strength. Um, but thanks be unto God, somebody met you where you are and they were dragging you to Jesus. And I stopped by here tonight to tell somebody, I thank God that somebody was dragging me to Jesus. Oh, Lord. Yes, Lord. And that's why I've learned to take God at his word. Is there anybody here? tonight um, ever learned to take God at his word Ooh, Lord, uh, I thank God tonight uh, that I'm learning uh, to take God at his word sometimes sometimes uh, I don't understand why Jesus uh, is saying uh, what he's saying to me but I found out uh, he's never failed me yet uh, is that anybody here tonight uh, can tell somebody Jesus uh, he's never failed me yet uh, my friend uh, they told me things uh, and their words have failed uh, 
my family uh, they've told me things uh, and my family's word uh, their words have failed uh, but I found out uh, Jesus uh, Jesus uh, is there anybody here tonight uh, can testify with me tonight uh, you can tell somebody his words uh, they've never failed my life uh, and I'm here tonight uh, as a living testimony I've seen the Lord uh, working my life uh, and I'm here tonight uh, with my hand lifted up uh, saying thank you Jesus uh, for never failing me is there anybody here can tell somebody Jesus uh, he will uh, never fail you um, is there anybody here tonight uh, can testify tonight uh, as I get ready to go to my seat uh, I thank God tonight uh, we serve a God uh, he's able uh, to speak into your life uh, he can change your life uh, he can give you uh, a new sense of direction uh, is there anybody here tonight uh, tried him uh, for yourself uh, is there anybody here tonight uh, tried him uh, for yourself uh, you ought to tell somebody nobody but Jesus uh, nobody but Jesus uh, when friends fail me uh, nobody but Jesus uh, when family failed me uh, nobody but Jesus uh, his word uh, it will never fail uh, I heard in the scripture he said uh, before my word fails uh, I said I heard in the scripture he said one jotter one tittle uh, before my word will fail uh, heaven and earth uh, will pass away uh, and I thank God tonight uh, I said I thank God tonight uh, that I serve a God uh, that I can depend upon uh, I serve a God uh, that I can count on uh, anybody here tonight uh, tried him uh, yes uh, I tried him shucks uh, I tried him uh, for myself uh, he keeps on making a way for me uh, anybody know that he does uh, hey, uh, is there anybody here tonight uh, can testify tonight uh, to the Lord's goodness uh, you ought to tell somebody I've seen uh, the lightning flashing uh, you ought to tell somebody I've heard uh, the thunder rolling uh, I felt sins breakers uh, dancing for my soul uh, is there anybody here tonight uh, can testify tonight uh, the Lord uh, has never failed you yet uh, hey, uh, is there anybody here tonight uh, can testify tonight uh, and tell somebody Jesus uh, Jesus, son. They said, oh, not act like this. They said I had too much education. But I told them, you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me. He picked me up, turned me all around. Nobody but Jesus, 
house. Uh, is there anybody here tonight uh, can wave your hand uh, and say he the word uh, will never fail you? Uh, see uh, See uh, <laughs> I feel like praising, praising him. Come on, sing that with us. Oh, I feel like praising, praising him. Oh, praise him in the morning. Praise him all day long. Said I feel. Come on and sing. I feel. The doors of the church are open. Oh, I feel. Praise him in the morning. Praise him all day long. Said I feel like praise. Mm, I'm. I'm going to praise the Lord while I got a chance. Oh, I'm. Come on, come Doors of the church are open. You ought to praise him. Praise him all day long. Said I feel. Tell your neighbor, listen. If you don't want to praise him, don't hinder me. Well, 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 if you. Well, praise him. Praise him all day long. Said I feel. Say I feel. I feel like hallelujah said I feel like praising praise him in the morning praise him all day long said I feel like praising praising him hallelujah listen if you're here tonight you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Good news is this. Master Carpenter, Mary's baby, Rose of Sharon, bright and morning star. His name is Jesus. And if you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, good news tonight, he will be your Savior.
if you simply say yes. You open your heart to him and say, Lord, I want you to be, I, I, I need a real relationship with you. I've heard about this sometime, or maybe I, this is my first time hearing about it. Maybe you've been in church, maybe you've been to church, but you've never gotten real with God. I don't believe it's by chance or by mistake or by happenstance that you're here tonight. But this could be your night, this Thursday night of revival. The night when the Lord becomes real in your life. The night when everything that you've seen everybody doing and wondering what is there anything to that, that that becomes real for you. If you're here tonight, the doors of the church are open and all that means is he said, I've come that you might have life and that more abundantly. And it starts by you simply taking these few steps of faith, simply saying, yes, I'm ready to give my life to you. And I will praise you by giving you my life. If you're here tonight, won't you come? Won't you come? I'm going to praise him. Praise the Lord while I got a chance. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, I'm going to praise Praise him while I got a chance. Oh, Lord. Praise him in the morning. Praise him all day long. Said I feel I feel hallelujah I see mother standing up that must mean one thing of God the Holy Spirit talking and he told me there's somebody here in this congregation that needs the Lord come to him give him your life Give him your life. I don't know who you are, but you know. And God knows. Give him your life. Oh, he'll take care in a time of storm. He'll be with you. Give him your life. Give him your life. Do it. Do it now. Watch the blood is still running. He takes care of me. He'll take care of you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 92 years old. Went into surgery. Had surgery. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come out. It's still here. Glory is still serving the Lord. Because he are the one. He will take care of you. Yeah. Give it your life to him. Saints of God, I want to talk to you tonight. Yeah. To the mother's boat. To, to all the boats. If you don't get right, we're going to put your boat on them. Hallelujah. Let's love one another. Please. Please. Stop pretending. And let's get on board and love one another. I love y'all tonight. If I don't see you no more, I'll meet you. Mother said, listen, mother said, mother said, in her spirit, somebody's here. And she said, you got to give your life to them. Listen, listen. Is your all? on the altar the preacher talked last night about 
And he talked a little bit about Abraham bringing his son Isaac to the altar of sacrifice. You know, for some things to live, they got to die. That, that might sound horrid to some, but all that means is that for you to experience the life that this mother is talking about, she said she's 92 years old. And for her to have this kind of joy and zeal and passion at 92 years old, she had to give the Lord her life some time ago. And here's the good news, that that you can have that zeal, that joy, that passion. Because that's real, y'all. That's real. And, and, and wherever you are, whoever you are, listen. I don't know who you are, but God knows. God knows, watch this, God knows even if you've not been real with him yet. Hear me. Maybe you've, maybe you've done this. Listen. Maybe you've done this, but you hadn't done this. Listen to me. Maybe you've sat in the chair, but you haven't allowed God to sit on the throne of your heart. And that's what this moment is right now. If you know in your heart of hearts, that you have yet to place yourself on the altar and say, Lord, here I am. I've, I've tried to live life my own way. I've tried to do it in my own terms and it just has not worked out. But Lord, right now, I don't know what it is. I don't know why it is, but God, I hear you pulling at my heartstrings. And I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop running from you. I'm not gonna leave this service until I get it right with you. And listen, this doesn't have anything to do with anybody else. This is between you and the Lord. This is between you and God. And we can help you get it right. We'll pray with you. We'll tell you how to give your heart and life to Christ. But I want to invite you to, to just get out of self. Forget about yourself. Forget about this space. Forget about everybody else. Listen, watch this. I'm going to help you do it. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Mm. Every head bowed, every eye closed. You're not looking at your neighbor, your neighbor's not looking at you. It's gotten real personal now. It's between you and you and the Lord now. Now, right now at this moment, I'm looking around and every head is bowed and every eye is closed. My eyes are the only ones that are open. And in this sanctuary, if you know that you're here and you know that there's some business that you got to get right, the business of your heart being given to Christ. In this moment, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, nobody's looking but me and the Lord. Just slip your hand up and let me see it. Slip your hand up. If you're here tonight, slip your hand up. Slip your hand up. Nobody's looking at me and the Lord. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That's, that's for you. That's for you. 
That's for you. That's for you. God is here. He sees you. And he knows what's going on with you. He, he, he saw you who slipped up your hand. And he saw you who wanted to. Mother, you are right. You're right. There's somebody here who needs that mother. So listen, you who, you who, you who slipped up your hands, I want you to do this. I want you to do this. I want you to pray this prayer in your heart. In your heart right now. I want you to pray this prayer. Say, Lord, I need you tonight. And on this night, I want to be real and authentic with you. I'm starting by giving you my life. I'm opening up my heart. And Lord, I want you to be real in my life. On this night, I believe in my heart that Jesus is the Son of God. On this night, I believe that Jesus died on a cross for my sins. And on this night, I believe that he rose again from the dead. And tonight on Thursday, I'm accepting Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for saving me. Thank you, God, for giving me another chance. Thank you, Lord, for leading me here. Thank you, God, for never turning your back on me. And right now, by faith, I believe I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away, and I have become new. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now listen, while your heads are still bowed, while your eyes are still closed, if you want to come up here, you can. If, you, if you're a little timid and a little shy about that, here's the good news. We got some preachers and some pastors who gonna be on standby. I'm gonna ask them to wait right here and right, wait on the sides here. And at the conclusion of this service, I want you to meet us, meet us around here, meet us up here. We're gonna take you to the back. We're gonna pray with you there. We're gonna lead you further into your relationship with Christ. Because listen, tonight is the best night of your life. Tonight is the best night of your life hallelujah bless the lord bless the lord all right open your eyes come on give god some praise tonight give god some praise tonight give me some preachers over here a couple of preachers over here stay over there a couple over here amen there were some hands and god bless you those preachers are going to be over here going to be over here when they come to you when they identify themselves take them to to our room our conference room 
Lead them further. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. What a mighty God we serve. Amen. 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 Wonderful Savior. Wonderful Savior. My God, I'm filled up. I'm filled up. I know we got to get a benediction, but I promise you I feel like good God Almighty. Mm. Bless you, Pastor. Can we thank God for the man of God tonight? Come on, let's thank God for the word tonight. You helped us tonight, Reverend. You blessed us on this week. Amen, amen, amen. Amen, amen. I don't... I don't know how many times you've been in Mississippi, but this won't be your last. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We thank God for you. And I want you to be in prayer for him. He has an early morning flight in the morning and has to get back. And I know he's going to got a lot of more preaching up ahead the road. And so we'll be praying for your ministry. That God will continue to show favor upon you and shine upon the people of the New Mount Olive Church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We thank God for you and we'll be praying for your ministry, for your wife, your family, and all that God does for you. We believe that he's going to do extraordinary things. Amen. Let's praise God for him one more time. Amen. Listen, let me, let me do this. Let me thank God for all of you coming out this week and sharing with us starting on Tuesday night. All who have played a part in making these revival services a great uh, ministry to us. Let me start with our ushers. Ushers, thank God for you. Come on, let's bless our ushers tonight. Y'all are always on point, always doing what you got to do to make it happen. We thank God for you. Thank God for our media staff. I know y'all were pitch hitting tonight and, and our regular guy was not here, but I thank you for working it out. Amen. And for working, you know, I, and I know I can be difficult sometimes, but y'all work with me. God bless you. I appreciate that. God bless you. God bless you. To our musicians, our music staff, come on, let's thank God for our music staff. Amen. All of these choirs, we bless God for all these voices. We've been ministering all night, all this week. Amen. To our ministerial staff for being with us. Again, to our elder, our elder sons of the house, we thank God for them visiting us tonight. All of our deacons, mothers, everybody, God bless you. We love you. We couldn't do this without you. And I pray that this has been a blessing to you. Amen. I pray that you have been ministered to on this night and that you have been revived, you have been restored, that God is doing a great new thing in you. Amen. Amen. I like that little fella there. He, amen. Who, who is that? Amen. Who is that? <laughs> he having a good time. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. 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 All hearts and minds are clear. Are there any, anything we need to give attention to? God bless you. Won't you stand? Won't you stand?
Egypt you for uh, your prayers and I graciously thank your pastor for being a phenomenal host to me this week. I want you to continue to pray for your pastor, pray for his wife, pray for their children and I will pray for you that God will continue to bless both pastor and people to move forward for his glory and let's pray for this pastor in his run for state president. That is a grueling task, but God has a special anointment, anointing. And I say this, people oftentimes say that they're anointed. And my next question is, for what? God gives anointing for assignment. Your pastor has an anointing for a specific assignment. And you pray that God would keep him guarded, that God would keep him covered. God has something uniquely for him and if you pray and continue to cover him eyes have not seen ears have not heard what great things will happen right here in Jackson Mississippi but also in this nation God has a gift for this pastor I don't I don't I don't profess to be super whatever but I do have a gift of discernment that I've asked God to give me God has uniquely gifted this pastor. You have not seen what God is going to take him or you. And many times we get worried and say, well, if he keeps getting greater, God will take him from us. But let me tell you what God can do. God can take him up and take you up with him. So let's pray that God will take you to places that only he can take you. It's not, it's not him. It's not him. It's what God has deposited in him. And I don't even know if he knows. But but God settled my spirit with Pastor Buckley in a way this week that I know that God has something beyond his own comprehension. So you pray for him. That God will use him for his glory. Now when God has an anointing like that, the enemy is going to do all that he can to hinder but guess what? God has him covered. And you need to have him covered. And God is going to use him to bless nations. God's going to use him. I don't just say this stuff haphazardly. I say only when God says it to me to say it. And anybody will tell you, I don't do this often, but God has something unique in this pastor's genes, DNA. And it's going to bless him. And he's going to bless you. And nobody, no preacher, no church, no community, nobody can stop what God is going to do to him. And what God is going to do with him. All right? God, we thank you. God, we take this moment to pray for Pastor Buckley. We pray for his wife. We pray for his children. God, I pray that you would keep his heart sensitive to your spirit. That he would not waver. Even when voices from the outside try to victimize him. Help him to hear only your voice. God, help him to hear only your voice and move only at your command. God, I pray that you would cover him, that you would protect him, that you would use him. And God, I pray for this K Chapel Church family that you would use them to pray with him, pray for him, to cover him. And God, I pray that you would bless this church, this ministry in a way beyond their expectation. God, use them 
to affect change in this community. Use them to affect change in this state. Use them to affect change in this nation. God, I pray that you would use his voice to be a voice, that we would be a voice to make a difference. Bless his life. Bless his family's life. Bless his church family's life. God, be to them what they need you to be. God, I pray for this church. God, I pray for this community. God, I pray that even beyond this week of worship, this church will experience the residue of what you've allowed to, to take place this week. God, we don't take your spirit lightly. We don't take your direction lightly. But we're sensitive to you, God. God, I pray that you would use this church, use this pastor. Keep them protected. Keep them covered. We thank you, God, that no weapon that's formed against them will ever prosper, will ever hurt them. God, your power, your spirit will rest upon this place, rest upon this ministry, every facet of it, for your glory. God, as we leave this place tonight, keep us protected. God, guard us from the evil one. Now may the grace of God rest, rule, and abide with us until we meet again. And every child of God said, Amen. Look at someone sitting next to you and say, Neighbor, I love you. God loves you. And there is nothing you can do about it.